Overseas, man, international pod out here, man. You know, I did the Barcelona episode, was that, two years ago? And I just got back from a nice long trip in España. So, you know, I had to do another recap episode. I'm still jet-lagged as fuck. Just slept for like 12 hours. Um, Yeah, man. My fucking internal clock, what is it, my circadian clock is a little jacked up right now but before this shit leaves my memory i got photos and videos obviously but i just wanted to recap with the pod squad out here let you guys know how the trip went man so we're gonna go ahead and get started episode 93 93 man tu so i flew out on a friday Around like four or five o'clock, no, around two two o'clock, and I flew up to the Philly airport, and then from Philly I flew to Madrid. So I didn't land in Madrid until Saturday morning, Madrid time, like eight a.m. I didn't sleep much on the plane, so you know I was tired as fuck when I got there. I'm tired as shit, but my family had been there since the day before. They all got there on the Friday, so they were all ready to go check out the city and check out the museums and stuff we were talking about. So I'm like, fuck it. We go get some food, 
at this like kind of crazy brunch spot right next to the museum actually and i don't remember what the museum was called but it was in madrid we took the metro to get there and we pop in there and the art was awesome you know what i mean they had um salvador dali original pieces picasso original pieces the uh guernica the if you know you know man they had a bunch of crazy stuff i forgot that these artists were from spain uh, my favorite were probably the Dollies. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see them. About to post those motherfuckers, you know what I mean? But it was cool to see, at least for me, you know, it was cool to see these artists that I've always heard about as a kid who, I mean, Dolly and Picasso probably are up there, my favorite artists. Probably top three, to be honest. So to see their artwork in real life was really inspiring for me, really just like awe-strucking. It was awesome. Literally, the <laughs> the literal definition of the word awesome is what it was, you know. Um, so, yeah, we checked out the museum. We walked around the giant park in the, the main metro area, right by the bus station, or train station, rather. But, yeah, it's Madrid, the main thing was the park and the museum. The rest of it was kind of just food, popping around. Um, if you know Spain at all, or you probably even heard if you haven't been to Spain about tapas, it's just like small plates. I think I talked about it in the Barcelona episode too. So we had a bunch of tapas and then we had pinchos later, which I'll get, (laughs) I'll get to that shit. Fucking pincho. So what was that? Saturday and then Sunday. What did we do Sunday? Was that the Toledo trip? Yeah. So Sunday, we took a day trip out to Toledo, which is like a very old school, you know, untouched. Like Madrid's kind of, it's still old and classical, but it's it's very urban. Uh, a lot of traffic and stuff like that. So when we went out to Toledo, it was more country. It was like real slow paced. Everything was like cobblestone and shit. It was real old. It was good vibes, man. So we went out there. Got some good wine and stuff. Went to a castle. Um, we really went out there to go to this fucking Manchego museum that my mom really wanted to check out to see how they made Manchego cheese. And they had like the best cheese ever and all this stuff. And we went out there and it was literally a cheese shop that had like three little rooms that kind of just gave you a brief history of Manchego cheese, which was dope. I mean, we learned how it was made. It comes from sheep's cheese or sheep's milk rather very specific, you know, um, but not for nothing, the Manchego cheese that we bought there was the best cheese that any of us had ever had, probably, so worth the trip just to see the history of Toledo and, you know what I mean, get some motherfucking cheese out here. Fuck out of here. Cut the cheese, man. So that was pretty much all day Sunday. Um, and then we spent the night in Madrid again. And the next day we drove, or actually we didn't drive. We took a five-hour train ride out to San Sebastian, which was a coastal city on like the northeastern coast of Spain. And honestly, that might be my new favorite city in Spain. San Sebastian was fucking awesome. It was an old town kind of like, it was like a mixture of Toledo and fucking Madrid as far as the city goes. But then you cross this little river and there's, you know, the ocean's right there. It's on the coast. 
And I didn't realize how big the skate and surf culture was up there in Spain, specifically in San Sebastian. I mean, everyone was surfing. Like, I've never seen that many surfers in the surf <laughs> at one time simultaneously. Usually it's spread out. Like, I'm used to just being kind of spread out and being huge gaps between the surfers. But the way that it's set up, they set out these huge blocks of granite into the water to kind of control... You know, I'm sure the erosion on the on the coastline, but these big granite fucking blocks created like a funnel almost like they they're forcing the waves into this one area. So it's almost it's almost like a giant engineered wave pool, more or less. You know what I mean? So the surfers are in there going crazy. There was probably 50 surfers in there at one time. But also because the waves are so strong, there was these kids just getting pummeled at the fucking, <laughs> at you know, at where they break onto the beach. But that shit was awesome, man. We spent most of the trip there, actually. I think we spent the whole week there. We got there Monday, and we left San Sebastian on Friday. Yeah. But within that, we took a day trip to Zumaya, and went and hiked some of the El Camino Trail. My mom wanted to do that. That was like one of her life goals. So the El Camino Trail was a trail that the, if I remember correctly, this, the French and the Spanish used. But this is back in like biblical. Let me, let me look this shit up, man. Hang on one sec. So this article says the Camino de Santiago, also known as the Way of Saint James, is a renowned pilgrimage of medieval origin that sees pilgrims journey to the cathedral of santiago de Cam compostela in galicia the northwest of spain legend has it that the remains of the apostle saint james the great were buried in the cathedral and discovered by a shepherd in the ninth century the city of santiago is named after saint james santiago de compostela means saint james of the field of stars and if you're a history buff, make sure you discover the history. Okay. Due to the enduring popularity of the Camino de Santiago and the many Camino routes, they have been listed in the UNESCO World Heritage Site since 1993. The Camino's essential role has encouraged cultural exchanges between people from all over Europe and the world for many centuries. So yeah, my mom grew up you know, strict Catholic, so that was on that was on her bucket list basically to do that. So we went out to Zumaya for the day and hiked El Camino, and it was honestly the most beautiful hike I've ever done in my life. It was literally hiking up a mountain that was right on the ocean. <laughs> you know, like people always say their favorite places in the world are usually either the beach or the ocean, or excuse me, the beach or the mountains. And we literally had both in one hike. So it was fucking amazing. But also the city or town of Zumaya was kind of like Toledo where it was very old. It was almost, it reminded me of like, a, it was like an old fishing town, I guess. You know, there was a little river. These kids were just doing backflips off the bridge, taking a swim in the river. You know what I mean? We got brunch at this little like mom and pop restaurant, just two people working there. Um, but it was wild, man. Very, very European, I guess, is the only thing I can think. Like, when they show old mom-and-pop 
European towns in the movies. It was literally they probably shot stuff in this town. You know what I mean? Like crazy shit. She, Beautiful she, though. She. But yeah, so as we went through the week in San Sebastian, we went and checked out um, you know, some museums. There was like an aquarium museum kind of about the the fishing the the fishing industry of the area of San Sebastian, northern Spain. And it also explained the difference between pirates and privateers, which I never knew. They had privateers, which were like pirates for hire type shit. Like legal, quote-unquote, pirates. Anyway, um, yeah, so we did that. We got a bunch of food, and this is what I was talking about earlier, the pinchos. So instead of tapas up in the Basque country where San Sebastian, Zamaya, and all this stuff in northern Spain were, it's considered Basque country, and they don't speak Spanish. They don't speak Castilian Spanish like the rest of Spain. They speak Basque. It's like, it's this crazy language where there's a lot of X's and like T's that look f- super foreign to us, us English readers. You know what I mean? But it was super dope. I mean, I fucked with it heavy. And their their version of tapas is pinchos. It's just very little plates. You know what I mean? Like little, not even just little plates, like little sandwiches. I kept getting the Iberian ham, which is essentially prosciutto, just on a little sandwich, you know what I mean? That was like my go-to for the whole week. That shit was fucking gas. But they had a bunch of other shit, a bunch of seafood, obviously, being on the ocean. Um, But a bunch of stuff that I normally wouldn't really try, but there, you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. But being on the ocean and on the mountains, they had beautiful views. They had a nice hike up to... um, I forget what the statue was called, but there's like a big statue of this saint on top of a hill. And if it's San Sebastian, so Saint Sebastian maybe? I don't know. (laughs) I'm an idiot. It's fucking Jesus. It's Jesus, man. Jesus himself, man. Yeah, the statues of Jesus. We didn't make it all the way up there. My mom kind of has a bad hit. But they had a nice little um, bar, restaurant, kind of like three-quarters of the way up, maybe even a little further than that, six-eighths, you know. So we went up there, got a little drink, something to eat, and kind of hung out, got some good pictures and stuff. And then they also had an island out in the middle where there was a lighthouse. You could take a little ferry out there. So we went and did that for one of the days, kind of just swam out there, um, hiked up the island slash mountain to the lighthouse you know what i mean it was fucking wild man there was also a film festival out there uh i forget what it was called i think i got a picture of it hang on so it was it was the ssiff but it was the dinastia zimaldia festival de san sebastian international film festival and we went and saw one of the films that actually had the girl from Ozark, the blonde curly-haired girl from Ozark, was in this movie. Uh, it was about this these Australian girls who went to work at a bar, and it was like you know started getting creepy. Uh, what was it called? Um, the Royal Hotel, I believe. 
It's supposed to be released soon, actually, but you know what I'm saying? I saw it first, you know what I mean? No big deal. She, 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 she. But yeah, that was dope, man. We had a great time in San Sebastian. And then after that, we headed out to Bilbao, which was also in the north of Spain, just kind of more west. We went out there, and that was where we saw the Guggenheim Museum which had a lot of Picasso stuff. It even had some uh, Basquiat originals, had some Andy Warhol originals. It was pretty wild, man. You know what I mean? Like these artists that we've been hearing about since kids. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. That was probably my favorite, I think. I like seeing the Dalis in the first museum in Madrid, but the Guggenheim Museum, I think, might have been my favorite just because of the experience. I don't know. It was dope as fuck. And I also added my own art, you know what I mean? Not to the Guggenheim, but to every city we went to, you know, I had to slap up some of my fucking stickers out here, let them know what time it is. But it was a lot of graffiti and stuff, street art. Um, Bilbao was nice, you know what I mean? Very nice city, kind of small. The Airbnb that we stayed in was fucking weird. It was like this creepy old Spanish lady let us in. She was just creepy. <laughs> and she had these two dolls in the family room that were just like staring at the couch. We were convinced that there was fucking cameras in the little eyes, you know what I mean? It was just wild, but we made it out of there alive. And then the last day, Sunday, we spent 10 days there. So the next Sunday was my birthday, my 33rd birthday, you know what I'm saying? And we, were, my mom originally had us flying back that day, and I was just like, listen, I'm not trying to spend my fucking birthday on an airplane, you know what I mean? That, if anything, let's leave the next day, stay out there one more day, so the last day, Sunday, we woke up in Bilbao and we drove to Madrid, which was like a four, five hour drive. And me and my dad split it up because it was a manual car and only my mom can drive manual too. But like I said, her hips kind of fucked up and my sister can't drive manual. So it was just me and my dad dugging it out but honestly it was awesome some people don't like driving i kind of do like driving um especially driving through the mountains of spain you know what i mean i do like driving manual first off because it's you're more in tune with the car it's different than driving automatic i kind of miss it actually like the car we had when we were in high school was manual which my dad taught us on one of my old work trucks was manual so driving the manual car through the mountains of Spain was like honestly fun as fuck for me. <laughs> they were worried, I guess, because we're in another country. They're like, are you comfortable? You know what I mean? But I'm like, listen, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> so we did that. We drove to this small town to get paella, but apparently it was a super small joint and we needed a reservation. So we didn't end up getting in there. So we just said, fuck it, you know, got a quick, quick little cafe solo, you know what I mean, a little espresso, and then hit the road to Madrid. My dad drove the rest of the way. I took a little fucking nap, 
but we got to Madrid and got the paella, which was super gas. I forget the name of all these places because I didn't take pictures of them. Uh, I think that one was like Sur de Mas, but had the paella for lunch. And then after that, hour or two later, we went to this flamenco show, which was super awesome. Authentic flamenco guitar and dancing. I didn't realize that they were going to serve paella again. <laughs> we had more fucking tapas and they served a little plate of paella and then some dessert afterwards, some drinks, obviously. Um... And then we just went back to the hotel, kind of had a couple more drinks, just enjoyed the last night in Madrid, flew back. I flew from Madrid to Miami, which was a long flight, but I did get like two nice little naps in, so it wasn't that bad. And on those international flights, they always have a pretty good movie selection. The setup that they give you is pretty dope. And I personally always fork up the little extra money to do uh, not first class, but premium economy which is in between like coach and first class. But I would recommend it. Any flight over like five hours, I think it's worth the extra money to be comfortable. You know what I mean? You can sleep much better, like the entertainment. I think the food that they give you might even be a little better. I don't know if it is or not, but the food was pretty gas. So, you know what I mean? But yeah, flew to Miami. And then I had like an hour layover, and then I had a little, literally like a 30-minute flight from Miami to fucking Orlando. So, back home now, man. Glad to be back with my tootie booty over here. She's fucking passed out. Shouts to fucking Uncle Gabagoo over here watching the little fucking Rugrat. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. I highly recommend Spain. Now I feel like I can say I've been to Spain. There's still a lot of places there that I haven't seen, obviously. But the first trip, we really only checked out Barcelona. So I I couldn't even really say, like, I've visited Spain. I only visited Barcelona. So now I've seen a number of cities within central, eastern, northeastern, northern Spain. So, you know what I'm saying? We fucking out here, man. <laughs> But without further ado, we will get into episode 93 of the K-Podcast. You know the fucking vibes around here, man. We gotta start with some new motherfucking music. And just given that this album dropped this morning, actually, the day I'm recording this, new Drake album called For All the Dogs. And you know I gotta play him and J. Cole. They got a song on here called First Person Shooter. So you already know the motherfucking vibes. This is Drake featuring J. Cole. First person shooter mode. We turning your son to a funeral. To them niggas that say they don't office, you better be talking about working in cubicles. Yeah, them boys had a lot, but I knew the code. A lot of niggas debating my numero. Not the three, not the two, I'm the you and know. Yeah. Numero you and no, me and Drizzy, this shit like the Super Bowl, man, this shit then it big as the Is the Super Bowl, but the difference is it's just two guys playing shit that they did in the studio. Niggas usually send their verses back to me and they be terrible, just like a two year old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who the gold? Who you bitches really rooting for? Like a kid that had bad from January to November, nigga, it's just you and Cole. Biggest what? 
Super Bowl. Niggas so thirsty to put me in beef. I set in my words and start looking too deep. I look at the tweets and start sucking my teeth. I'm letting it rock cause I love the mystique. I still wanna give me a song where I be. Can't trust everything that you saw on IG. Just know if I diss you, I make sure you know that I hit you like I'm on your call ID. I'm naming the album to fall off. It's pretty ironic cause shit ain't no follow for me. Still in this bitch getting bigger. They waiting on the kid to come drop like a father to be. Love when they argue the hardest MC. Is it K Dot? Is it Aubrey or me? We the big three like we started a league. But right now, I feel like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. The one that they call when they shit ain't connecting no more. Feel like I got a job in IT. Rhyming with me is the biggest mistake. The Spider-Man meme is me looking at Drake. It's like we recruited your homies to be Demon Deacons. We got them attending your wake. Hey, how the gang got away from the bars, man? This shit like a prison escape. Everybody step as we fucking... Sheesh. I don't want to spoil the song, you know what I mean? Let you guys check it out for yourself, man. But that's first person shooter, Drake featuring Jay motherfucking Cole. He said it on there too. Him, Kendrick, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole are, you know, the big three. The ones that everyone's always talking about as best rappers. So to have two of them on the song, fucking dope. Obviously Kendrick has songs with both of them as well. But, you know what I'm saying? Out here. Actually, does Kendrick have a Cole song? He's got to have at least one. Or vice versa. I know they were teasing doing a project together for the past fucking 10 years. That never happened. I can't recall. I think Cole has... I know he produced High Power off of um, Kendrick's Section 80. I feel like they have a song together, but I could be tripping. Anyway, we also got a new album from a band that I may or may not have played on here before. They go by... (laughs) King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, okay? <laughs> but they, um, it's more like psychedelic kind of rock, but they put out this new album that's called Petrodra- Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of the Eternal Night and Annihilation of Planet something. The fucking album name got cut off because it's so goddamn long. But this album, I mean, it's not really new anymore. It came out of June this year, but it's new to me, so it's new to you. You know what I'm saying? Unless you fucking tapped in how it is. Shit. But it's a little heavier than their normal stuff. And, you know, I like heavy rock music, especially, like, when I'm working out and stuff like that. So this, I thought this album was dope. Figured it was worth the play on here. Once again, the band is called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And the song that I'm going to play is called Gila Monster.
know what I mean? Get your head banging over here. Some of the songs on the album are long as fuck. I'll go ahead and warn you. It's a seven-song album, but I feel like at least one or two of these songs is almost ten minutes long. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's seven songs, and the whole project is 49 minutes, so you do the math. But yeah, man, make sure you check out King Gizzard out here. And you know we got some more hip-hop shit, man. Fucking Griselda. Relentlessly releasing music. Boom, boom, boom! So West Side Gun just dropped another album called And Then You Pray For Me. It's a long album, bro. Fucking 21 joints. And you know he's got a bunch of features on here. Star-studded list, you know what I mean? So let's see which one we want to play over here. Damn, he's got Rick Ross featured on here. He's got Jeezy. That's pretty wild. He's got one with Gigs. I heard that one the other day. Let's go ahead and play... I mean, come on, man. You got to play him and Conway and Benny, right? This is Costas. Was it Costas or Costas? It's K-O-S-T-A-S. West Side Gun and then you pray for me. You Rapping and thinking about trafficking. trafficking. There's blood on the money, we savages. Savage. You can tell by the driver we having it. Yeah. We took it easy, so don't pressure luck. When I feel like squeezing my blood pressure up, I took two holes on the day, doubled up. Before we go eat, they just wanna get fucked. Pyrex man, yeah, you know my handle. Play with them pots, cause Butch don't gamble. But I'm in Vegas, with at least bought a hundred. And all blue strips, that's only two handfuls. Brazil the block or Mr. Sopranos. I had to season that chicken like Daniels. Shit, we don't speak on all you need to know is when we put our cleats on, ops get trampled. I got your bitch on the hit list, nigga She a lead, you for a rich, rich nigga Ten foreigns deep at the quick trip, nigga I pray for kilos on Christmas, nigga I drive this bitch like I got it for nothing She a Scorpio, a cancer, she fucking Mini Drake with the banana, I'm thugging Cardi glasses with the pants, I'm bugging Pyrex, man, yeah, you know my handle Play with them pops, cause Butch don't gamble But I'm in Vegas, released by the hundred And all blue strips, that's only two handfuls I got your bitch on the hit list, nigga She a lead, you for a rich, rich nigga Ten foreigns deep at the quick trip, nigga I pray for kills on Christmas, nigga. Let's go. Hey yo, hey yo, I'm the same nigga with the coke and pie. Hey yo, hey yo, Gucci strap back with the polka dots. Gucci MLB jersey, who you be? I be worthy. Sold them bricks around noon. Riding back about 2:30. D and G stove, Grello on froze. Yeah, I got that rose plain hearts on cone. Crosses on the chrome. Jesus Christ. That beat is insane. If you know Griselda, that's not a regular Griselda-type beat. I mean, I've played them on here before. They normally do grimy back-alley shit. That was fucking bass-thumping in your motherfucking face. You know what I mean? She, 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 she. She, she. Shouts to Griselda. That shit was fucking fire. But we also got a brand new album from Bad Bunny, man. Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. You know what I mean? No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And I'm going to play this song called Fina with him and Young Miko. Only because I've been hearing a lot about this artist, Young Miko. So I'm trying to see what's up. This is Fina. 
Miko, ay, Miko, ay, Miko, it's baby Miko. Tu mirada es profunda y la mía es penetrante. Yo siento que te conozco de antes. Me dijo que nunca había estado con un cantante. Nada, no te creo. Que se joda mami, voy pa' dentro, fue culpelo. Ay, pa' que te venga rápido, no necesito lelo. En todos mis videos te pusieron de modelo. Mmm, dame buri, dame cara, dame pelo. Wow, ella no es puta, ella es mujer alegre, fina, pero le gusta la calle PR, diva. Se tira hombres y también mujeres es mía. Cuando me pide que la grabe, pues dale. Me gustan las bichas y las yales, kinky salvaje. Tímida, pero no cuando me pide que baje. Vamos por la Rimi, te quité lo de Timmy. Me debo el número, el teléfono en el Dr. Simi. Yo voy a ser tu baby mother como yo en Chimi. Este es West Picochita, está rico mini. I know you wanna see me. Eso no es nada, déjate ver, te vas a hacer. Sí, Oye, si la más puta, soy la más fina. 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 Diga lo que diga, vamos a gozarnos la vida. Diga lo que diga, vamos a gozarnos la vida. Ay, ay, me gustan las sucierías. Baby, how about you? Tengo el bicho. Ya tú sabes. I mean, go get that shit. And then we also got some more hip-hop, but this time on the West Coast, man. If you don't know Jay Worthy, he is, I believe he's from the Bay Area. Cali artist teamed up with Harry Fraud. Well, it says Jay Worthy, Kamaya, and Harry Fraud. So let's dim. He's got Max B on this shit? You know we gotta play that one. I think the main singles pull up with Ty Dolla Sign, but he's got a song called Good Shit with Max B. So that's what we're playing. Jay Worthy, you heard? Hey, hey. No, the first day the motherfuckers gonna ask you back. chance and I ain't let up yet. If it ain't evidence, you know from the way I'm stacking these presidents. Ain't in the reading comments from bitches, I'm living better than Gucci sweaters in. My car's the next to the betterment. You wrapped the four agreements? Hey, you probably should, cause out in Hollywood, these bitches ain't into reading. I don't even know why they in the air that I'm breathing. Flyer than a seagull like I'm steaming. Which European saw me in the flesh, couldn't believe it. Biggest tourist shocking at Venetian. Not even competing. Where's my competition? I'm the reason. Baby, been the answer in my region. On G shit. My baby shit shot. Sippin' some Hennessy, smokin' the good shit AMG nigga smoke, only the good shit Connect out the kid, Coco, push the good shit Bigger one platinum plates, don't do the wood shit Rollin' a hundred stacks, only the good shit I came up from nothing in 96, I was a bitch Benches and Benchers, only the good shit I miss the way you used to rub on my back And bring me cash in the middle of the night That's crazy if you know anything, or if you're in tapped into hip-hop, you know Max B has been in jail for quite some time. And I know he does vocals for people, I believe, over the phone, over the jail phone, and that's what that sounded like. The, the audio quality of the vocals on the hook are noticeably not as crispy as the verses, you know what I mean, that are recorded in the studio. 
I'm assuming that's how that happened. I do that. They do that shit with um, what's his name? Vibes Cartel as well, I believe. These artists in prison have to make music through the phone. I mean, that's dope. You can still make music, I guess, to a certain extent. But that's wild, man. Shouts to Max B. Shouts to Jay Worthy. Shouts to Harry Fraud. So next, I'm going to play a new album from DJ Muggs. I know we've talked about a lot of the producers becoming more prominent in today's hip-hop stratosphere, which I appreciate fully. So if you don't know, DJ Muggs is the DJ slash producer from Cypress Hill. He was also, I believe he was in House of Pain. He produced that Get up, back in it. <laughs> that fucking quintessential 90s hip-hop song. He produced that shit. So DJ Muggs is a fucking legend. and But he's mainly a producer. I don't think he raps, really. So what he has done is he has a series called the Soul Assassins album series, basically. Where he produces all the tracks, and then he brings in all of his rapper homies, people who he wants on the songs to lay down the artistry. Also keep in mind, DJ Muggs essentially taught Alchemist everything he knows, at least to my knowledge. Alchemist started out as a young-ass kid in the hooligans and was more or less DJ Muggs' protege and kind of learned how to produce and all that. And if you listen to their styles, they are very similar, so it makes a lot of sense. So DJ Muggs is the fucking triple OG, right? So the newest installation of his Soul Assassins series just dropped. It's called Soul Assassins 3 Death Valley. And I'm going to go ahead and play one of the joints off here. It's called Sicilian Gold. So this is DJ Muggs, Ghostface Killer, and West Side Gun. You heard? She, she. Yeah, I mean, it's a short song, so I don't want to ruin it, but DJ Muggs, Ghostface Killer, and West Side Gun. Sicilian go So the next one I'm going to play is interesting to say the least. If you know FKJ, I believe this is his wife, music partner. I don't know what their relationship is per se, and it's not my business. However, this artist I've discovered through FKJ, and you can't pronounce their artist name, literally. It's three open parentheses, 
either an O or a zero. I feel like it's an O because it's more circular rather than oval. And then three close parentheses. It almost looks like an I, like an actual I, E-Y-E, -E, not the letter I. But, um, yeah, so I don't know how to pronounce their artist name. It might just be O, you know, like I don't fucking know. You'll have to check the pod description here because I'll list it down there. I always list the artists that I play. But pronunciation-wise, fucking you got me. But this is a song off of her new album that just came out, which is three open parentheses, the number four, three close parentheses. And the song is called E. <laughs> If you know, you know, man. Literally, the song name is four E's. The last one being capital. You know what I'm saying? Like, people do different shit out here. If you're not ready for it, turn the shit off. But it's amazing shit. So open your eyes, open your ears, and open your motherfucking mind out here. All right? So this is O with E. some worldly different vibe type of shit you know what I mean but hey man gotta expand the catalog out here man so yeah make sure you check her out again I can't even pronounce her name so I'm not even gonna pretend to do that um what do we got next we got this girl Aliana right A-L-I-A-N-N-A which I feel like normally you would want to pronounce Aliana, but I believe she pronounces it Aliana because her little, like, click-type shit is the aliens, if I'm not mistaken. But I actually found this artist from social media. I always like when you find an indie artist through social media or word of mouth or from shows, not from, you know, the labels shoving them down your throat type of shit. But... Um, this girl, super talented, she's a producer, she sings, she does like, not rap raps, but she does, you know, 
has raps in her singing type shit. And I actually just had a show with this dude, Red Cup Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. And I guess he had a song with her. At that show, he played a song and he was describing this girl. I was like, I'm pretty sure I fucking just started following that girl. And sure enough, it was this girl. And he described her perfectly. He said, she's a mixture of Amy Winehouse and DJ Premier. (laughs) So I'm going to play. She just dropped an EP called Flow. Five's Joints. I'm almost positive she produced all of them. You know what I mean? Like, talented individual. So I'm going to play the first joint that I saw her promoing a lot on social media, which is one, not the two. Obviously, you hear why he said Amy Winehouse, but if you check out her other music or her page, she does, like, very, very hip-hop beats, too, that she'll produce and she'll do videos of her live finger drumming. So, you know what I mean? Fire shit, bro. Next up, we got one of the OGs, man. Stephen Marley is putting out a new album, but one of the first singles from the album album's called Old Soul, and he put out one of the singles early called Winding Roads, featuring two other OGs being Jack Johnson and Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. You know what I mean? Three OGs come together, what do you got? Triple O motherfucking G out How long 
Um, next up, we got Afro. A-F-R-O, I believe, stands for All Flows Reach Out. I had never heard of this gentleman, but he just headlined the Ozone Hip Hop Festival here in Orlando that I performed at with Red Cup Reggie, P. Butter, some local legends, you know what I mean? But this guy, Afro, headlined it. And I checked out his music because he just put out this EP called Aphrodisiac. And he's fucking dope, man. Um, one of my favorite joints that stuck out to me on the EP that he ended up per, um, he ended up performing that night is called Angel Dust. So I'm going to go ahead and play that shit. You heard? All right now, next up on Aphrodisiac, we have... And when I'm stomping through the city, I feel that the person over my shoulder could be in... Walking through my community, watching them zombies, arming syringes, I feel that they be on that. So I figured to give you the magical touch, got me a bag of tree, but never know. Yo, even the people that I love, I had enough, and whether or not I got to block me out that... Yeah, I'm on the path of perseverance and a person appearing before me apparently love that. Damn, order to rap, I need my clarity, my soul need charity, I shouldn't fuck with that. Yo, yo, another episode, a step up on a difficult globe, and I've been told they love that. Yo, whether it be anybody up on the planet, damn it, understand it, they be on that. Fro. Yeah, I mean, aphrodisiac, definitely inappropriate title it's like very funky shit so make sure you check him out speaking of the local legends man might as well play this joint i just dropped a single uh well it's last month now but <laughs> i dropped a single called life with godson monk local orlando artist and there's also a video out make sure you check that on the patreon you know what i mean but i'll let you hear the audio joint right now once again, this is KPOD Life featuring Godson Monk. 
See, life is about living. Life is about growing. Life is about challenging yourself. Life is about stretching. What if you don't make it? So what? I'm enjoying the trip. Hello. I'm one step closer to all my goals Without being in troll, without losing my soul An abundance of good energy keeping me in control The weight that's on my shoulders is keeping me hella slow And while that weight lifted, I just stay gifted Bubble wrap the pack so I know it's always safe shifting And that's just real customer service If you need it work back then, I can get it to you urgent But let me put that on a hush No narcs beer in a rush if you talking out that code Hunger put me in the mode. Had three units on the table and I had to get them sold. If not, then the lights go out. I ain't make no wish on no candles. Can't blow them out. It get cold in the south, even with gold in your mouth. It's hard to shine and the reason is doubt. We are not living in the eternal now. There is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. We are always thinking that the satisfaction of life will be coming later. No, I want the juice in my life. Uh-uh. I mean, it's no in-between for me. Say he went down, standing up. You better believe Feeling like a prophet, but the prophet's hiding with the lockers. Gotta trust the process if you wanna see some progress. Writing rhymes in college to my father, I'm paying homage. Plotting on some dollars, logging problems in the logic. I don't wanna die just to know I was alive. Getting high, driving 95 on 995. Swear to God that I'm a fly, see the eagle in my eyes. Getting green with the team, never seen with an eye. Everybody eats, just need a piece of the pie. Munchies from the side, I ain't trying to be a PI. Still, I'm gonna rise like the stock of the wise. Survive the sidelines, now I'm striding for the prize. Am I still an artist if I ain't willing to starve? All the scars and applause, that's the cost of living large. Shooting for the stars when the loss just go hard. Focus on the bars, famous just a facade. Sunshine and rainbow. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yeah, you know I mean, so make sure you check that out. Done life. So what else do we got? Last but not least, I believe the dynamic duo fucking linked back up and dropped another single, if I'm not mistaken, being Meg and Cardi B. We all remember what fucking WAP did to the to the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just dropped another joint a couple weeks ago called Bongos. And I'll let you guess the subliminal meaning behind that, you know what I'm saying? This is fucking bongos out here. Nigga, eat this ass like a pump. This pussy tight like a nun. Better tore it up like it's dumb. Then wipe your mouth when you dump. I'm hot like Nevada. Pussy get popping yada. Bitch, I look like money. You can print my face on a dollar. Beat it up. Nigga, he is both of us. He's high like a nun. 
check out bongos to my knowledge i mean i'm not super tapped in with um meg the stallion's music catalog but i feel like this is kind of the first big single that she's had since the whole tory court case and all that which apparently there's a fucking like they already made a documentary about it on hbo or some shit i don't know shit's wild out here man but yeah I think that was it for new music. Let me double check over here. So we keep it pushing here with music news as always, man. First and foremost, man. As you know, per the last episode, my man Matane was dropping a new album, Mercy, which is out now, Friday the 13th, out everywhere. But last night, he did the um, the official album release party, so we got to hear it a little earlier than y'all motherfuckers out there, you know what I mean? But the shit was fucking fire. As a matter of fact, I know I just played one of his joints on the last episode, but I'm gonna go ahead and play another joint because the album's that good, bro. Not only is this guy my friend, you know what I mean? I've known him for years now. We made music together. We fucking shared memories together, you know what I mean? Inebriated, maybe she is. <laughs> but um, nah, yeah. Big shout to Matane. I'm gonna go ahead and play, man. <laughs> man, you guys are in for a motherfucking treat. All right, go check out the album. Period. Like he said in the last episode, it's dark. You know what I mean? It's got heavy hitting shit on there. Um, but I told him, and I meant it wholeheartedly. This is one of the most complete cohesive and like fluid albums that I've heard in a long time from anybody from any artist not just artists that I know personally so it it blew me away man I've been listening to it all day we did had the listening party last night and then all day today I've been jamming this shit but he brought the other motherfucker bro out of retirement big shouts to bird you know what I mean <laughs> Fucking brought Bird out of retirement, got the Bird verse, and on the same song, got the local legend Mav on the joint, too. Keep it a buck, keep it a bang. Keep it a book, keep it a book, keep it a book. Look, keep that 
shit 1000, I'll be dressing like the island. I'm in the latest season, y'all ain't even shot your pilot. That bread come endless like Olive Garden, but I'm not Italian. It ain't one sheet with me, I'm with the wolves, you hear us howling. I keep it one double low. I walk in the room, you can tell they never seen this before. We chop it up, just me and you outside of us, it won't go. But if it do, I act like I ain't never heard it before. One button, engine running, I ain't even left the sheets Like the code that we speak, all I do is keep it G They like, bird, where you be? I don't see you on our G I'm like, son, in real life, people actually follow me Yeah, a motherfucking buck and go get the album Mercy by Matane, you know what I mean? Also big shout out to some local legends that I think I've also talked about on here before. The homies Audible Parts were voted the best punk act by Orlando Weekly. You know what I'm saying? Got the punk rock vibes, you know what I mean? I haven't been to a show in a while, but those are still the homies, you know what I mean? 
What else do we got for music news? I saw Blink 182's putting out a new album called One More Time. I believe. I don't know if that's insinuating this is their last album, but I saw a snippet about like. Um, man, let me see if I can just find this shit. What you need to understand about Blink 182 is we didn't come out of like joyous homes. So Blink was always a way to force the happiness in the room. You know, there was a lot of bad blood. I definitely didn't want to hold these guys back. We're like, fuck Tom DeLonge. If he doesn't like Blink, then fuck it. When he told me he was sick, that's like the gnarliest. That, that was like, nothing matters. One More Time is kind of written about why does it take these catastrophes like me being in a plane crash or Mark being sick for our band to get back together. It wasn't about fame or money or how big Blink was or anything. It was like, you're going to get through this shit and we're going to go dominate. Blink is us three. And as soon as we accept that and we just don't settle for anything less than that, that's the future. Hi, we're Blink 182. When it's the three of us on stage, like we fucking crush. This album, which Touch Wood, is like the best albums we've it's ever written. It's the best album you've ever made. It's all through the healing of this band and this music and this record. I literally just cry on stage every night. Coming out with these words one more time, it's like, hey, it, you know, this is the last time we're going to fuck this up. So that comes out October 20th. And again, yeah, it's not really clear if... They're saying one more time, like, let's do this one more time, or we can't fuck up one more time. I don't know, but I think I mentioned on here before, I used to be a fucking gigantic Blink fan, so obviously I was stoked to hear that. Even though, not for nothing, I mean, I haven't been the biggest fan of their latest albums, just because, I don't know, just haven't hit the same, but we'll see with the new album. I'll always listen to it, you know? I feel like my shit with that music, it's nostalgic listening back to the old stuff. But when you hear like these 40, 50-year-old dudes still singing about juvenile feelings and shit like that, it's kind of weird. You know, you got to grow with the music, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like Roger Waters. <laughs> Fucking Bob Dylan. I don't know. Anyway. That's dope, though. New album, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> um, what else do we got over here? I saw that Diddy's giving the bad boy artists the rights to their music back. Yeah, so supposedly Sean Diddy Combs gives his bad boy label publishing rights back to the artists. Which is dope. I know that was that caused friction early on in his career. But that's dope that he decided to flip the script. You know what I mean? I'm sure, I don't know if the contract expired because it's been 20, 30 years or whatever. But either way, it's a solid move, you know, as a music executive slash artist slash a bunch of other things. <laughs> Shouts to Diddy Work. I also saw that this artist, who I believe is from Mexico, he goes by Peso Pluma. Um, apparently he was saying some things he shouldn't be saying about one of the cartels, and then L. it says, the headline says, El Chapo's CGNG cartel warned Peso Pluma not to come to Tijuana. Um, the cartel posted banners threatening the singer across the city, admonishing him for his quote-unquote dangerous loose tongue. And I saw, I read the article earlier, I guess he's, he has a lyric 
that they didn't like. I don't remember if it was like against them or supporting the wrong side or something like that. But supposedly he had a lyric that they did not take kindly to and fucking as the end result, man. So shit, you got to be careful out here, B. She, she, she. I also saw this article that I appreciated for ASCAP. So ASCAP stands for the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. So it's essentially an organization that you register with as a songwriter or author, publisher, whatever, to get your royalties and all that stuff, which I use. A lot of people in America use either ASCAP or BMI, and I use ASCAP. And I saw this article that said, it says, ASCAP President and Chairman of the Board, Paul Williams, reflects on the ongoing fight for music creators' rights in the face of new AI technologies. ASCAP President and Chairman Paul Williams outlines the organization's six guiding principles for AI. The significance of Washington washed over me as my flight dodged the historic monuments and we descended into DCA, an interesting metaphor for the opportunities and challenges of advocating for music creators' rights in today's lightning round race into the future. I have visited many times over the years to fight for the rights of songwriters on Capitol Hill. This week, songwriter members of ASCAP will once again be with me in Washington for We Write the Songs, a performance held at the Library of Congress and co-presented by the ASCAP Foundation. Hit songwriters will play for members of Congress and others and share the stories behind their beloved songs. As songwriters, we are also here to affirm our rights as artificial intelligence and other technologies seek to use our creations. ASCAP is a unique entity in the music world. We are the only performance rights organization founded and governed by democratically elected music creators and publishers. As a membership organization, we represent nearly a million songwriters, composers, lyricists, and music publishers across every genre. We are also the only U.S. PRO, that's performance right organization, that operates on a non-for-profit basis. So unlike others whose profits may go elsewhere to corporate dividends and private equity investors, we put creators first in everything we do. As the chairman of ASCAP's board, I have seen our industry go through immense changes when music moved from records to tapes to CDs to pirated online listening. Our members descended upon Washington to ensure the rights of songwriters were respected across new platforms and listening experiences. Emerging technologies, whether it be streaming or AI, have always presented our industry both challenges and opportunities. But in every instance, we as songwriters are often the first to feel the effects when technology outpaces the law. During Songwriter Advocacy Day, held the day after we write the songs, ASCAP members, the songwriters, composers, and publishers that form the soundtrack into our lives, will meet with members of Congress and urge them to protect creators in the age of AI. At ASCAP, we have developed six guiding principles for AI, and we need Congress to act to uphold them. One, human creators first, prioritizing rights and compensation for human creativity. Number two, transparency in identifying AI versus human-generated works and retaining metadata. 
Number three, consent. Protecting the rights for creators to decide whether their work is included in an AI training license. Number four, compensation. Making sure creators are paid fairly when their work is used in any way by AI, which is best accomplished in a free market, not with the government-mandated licensing that essentially eliminates consent. Number five, credit. When creators' works are used in new AI-generated music. And number six, global consistency. An even playing field that values intellectual property across the global music and data ecosystem. While most songwriters work behind the scenes, our work has enormous value to an industry that generates $170 billion a year for the U.S. economy. But we have long been overregulated. We are some of the most heavily controlled small business owners in the country. Roughly three-quarters of the average American songwriter's income is subject to federal government regulations. All the while, big media and tech companies are consistently looking for ways to pay songwriters less by regulating us even more. ASCAP has embraced new and emerging advances in technology, and we have the capacity and infrastructure to manage it at scale. But it has remained painfully clear that any new technology needs to respect existing copyright law. Music creators are concerned about the threat to their livelihood and 8 out of 10 believe AI companies need better regulation. Our mission at ASCAP is to help music creators navigate the future while protecting their rights and livelihoods and enabling the type of innovation that will move the entire music industry forward. Just because AI requires a high volume of inputs, that does not mean it cannot be licensed or deserves an exception under the law. Just as we've approached the streaming market, we believe the opportunities presented by AI can be realized in the free market. To do so, we need lawmakers to stand with songwriters and not give big tech and AI companies a free ride with government-mandated licenses for AI. AI is a new challenge, but we are well positioned to meet this challenge as we always have in the face of new technologies. We are ready to help chart the path, and we look forward to sharing those insights as breaking it down on the dance floor with some of the lawmakers whose partnership and enthusiasm has helped us to fight for the rights of songwriters as new technologies emerge. That was an excerpt from Paul Williams, like I said, the president and chairman of board of ASCAP. So that's big, man. People out there who don't make music probably don't give a shit, might even fast forward it through that part, but fuck outie. Fuck outie. That's important shit, man. Um, so yeah, shouts to Paul. There was also apparently um, a not a catastrophe, I don't think that's the right word, but a fucking conundrum, a clusterfuck, if you will, at the annual Burning Man Festival, which takes place in the western United States. I don't remember exactly where, if it's like Arizona, California, New Mexico, one of those states out there, in the fucking desert. So Burning Man, if you don't know, is a giant music festival where it's called Burning Man because they build this fucking gigantic Trojan horse style 
stick man or wooden man that they end up burning at the festival. But apparently this year, if I'm not mistaken, it was a storm, a really bad sandstorm. Something happened to where people got stranded out there for like fucking days. And you're in the desert again, you know what I mean? Like being stranded at a music festival doesn't sound like the worst idea, but add the fact that you're in a remote location in the desert with limited resources. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that being a fucking problem, you know? I know there was a bunch of famous people who were stuck out there. Obviously, artists. Diplo was out there. Uh, I saw, like, some pro skaters were out there. People who go to these type festivals. Burning Man, Coachella. But, yeah, I mean, to my knowledge, it's all rectified now. This was, like, a couple weeks ago now, but... It was a big problem for a little while. There was some fucking, a good amount of people stuck out in the middle of the fucking desert. And, yeah, they, like, closed roads. People didn't have a way out. She got crazy. But supposedly it's all good now, so. I mean, prayers up to anyone who was involved with that or affected by that. You know what I mean? I think, lastly, for music, we're gonna end with Shaq fucking rapping again man if you don't know Shaq used to rap so fucking was it Shazam he literally has songs with Biggie but I saw he's rapping again let me see if I can find a clip of this video they think I'm on the brink of my insanity he ain't spit like this for the money then what can it be Mama managed me, Papa was in the military I come from the bricks, but the option is just a cemetery I get in the mix, the opposite of the Ben and Jerry's I did it for kicks like my position was penitaries Y'all forgot on the dock, go get your dictionaries Then you can get your pictures ready for obituaries Unpredictable penmanship is the principle Invincible to any instruments I put my mental to Lyrically, you are not a schnick and you don't get the food Irresistible, it's time to make the truth admissible your Skills miserable, mistaken things your kills disable Make you missable, you already know my physical made the earth liftable and anybody trying to get on a song i promise i'm gonna make your verse skippable so yeah man i mean that's the fucking shack attack i hope he writes those rhymes i have zero information that he doesn't but you know i wouldn't be surprised if he had some help but assuming he writes that shit man Shaq is out rapping a lot of a lot of quote unquote active rappers, <laughs> which is fucking dope, you know. Um, what's that? The song with him and Biggie, I think, is called "Can't Stop the Rain." That's actually a really good song. But a lot of NBA, not even just NBA, a lot of athletes, I feel like, kind of cross over into hip hop and vice versa. Fucking Master P played in the goddamn NBA, crazy. Um. But it's dope to see it, man. Multi-talented. Like, why limit yourself to one art form or, you know, hobby, fucking career, stream of income, whatever you want to call it. If you can do it, do it, man. Fuck it. Shouts to Shaq. Which actually takes us into the sports section. I also saw that Reebok just named Shaq the president of basketball and Allen Iverson the vice president. I'm assuming that means, like, their basketball division. Um, but that's fire, bro. Big shout out to Shaq and big shout out to AI. AI was probably one of my favorite players growing up. Had the fucking I3 kicks, you know what I mean? 
I also saw that... Let me see if I took a screenshot of this shit. I got way too much stuff on here. Big shout out to Nigel Sylvester. He is a pro BMX rider. And apparently he is taking an active role in teaching the youth financial literacy. Specifically in his hometown of Harlem. So the headline said, BMX superstar teams up with J.P. Morgan Chase to teach kids in Harlem lessons in money. And again, yeah, he's a pro BMX rider. I'd want to say he's even signed with, like, Jordan. Um, but that's dope, you know what I mean? Obviously, he came from a lesser fortunate neighborhood. He's found a way out of the hood, and he's found a way to make money doing something that he enjoys. Not only that, I'm sure he makes a decent amount of money. So with making said money you gain knowledge about financial literacy at least it sounds like he has not everybody does but he is taking his knowledge and teaching it to the youth who may not know these things they don't teach you this stuff in school you know what i mean like me and my buddies talk about this off mic obviously all the fucking time how it's crazy that they don't teach you anything about financial literacy in the school system in the traditional school system maybe in college depending on what you decide to study, blah, blah, blah. But within school, outside of like arithmetic and math, they, you know, they teach you how to count and involve money in that, but not how to, to be literate and intelligent when it comes to using your money properly, not just saving, but investing your money, having your money make money for you. You know what I mean? Like, they don't talk about this shit, man. It's crazy. So shouts to Nigel. <laughs> Super dope. Also, big shout out to Shakari Richardson for winning that 100 meter race after being disqualified some months back, maybe last year, for marijuana use. I'm almost positive we talked about that on here. She tested positive for cannabis and they disqualified her, even though she fucking whooped everyone's. I'm not whooped, but even though, <laughs> even though she was victorious, you know what I mean. So big shout out to her. <laughs> Well deserved. You know what I mean? And also, last but not least for sports, I believe we are officially in the MLB playoff season. We got the Diamondbacks and the Phillies, and then the Rangers and the Astros. Right now, the Texas Rangers are leading 2-0 over the Astros in the series. And I think, yeah, today is the first Diamondbacks versus Phillies game. So you know who I'm rooting for. Shouts to the motherfucking Phillies, you hurt. Done it, bruv. Done it, bruv. And I believe that was it for sport topics the last segment, as you may or may not know, we try to get a little worldly with it, you know what I mean? So we got some good news and bad news. Naturally, we're going to start with the good, and then, you know, got to get into the nitty-gritty bad stuff that unfortunately is taking place around the world. But if we don't report on it, who fucking will, man? She, she, so I she. saw this invention called the water light. And it is quite literally, as the name says, it's a light that's powered by water. 
I believe the company that makes it is E-Dina, E-D-I-N-A. And I don't know where they're based out of. I'm assuming it's a Spanish-speaking country because all of their captions and everything are in Spanish. So I'm going to read you this real quick, and then I'll play the video because for some reason they do have an English narrator in the video, even though the entire caption's in Spanish. Dice, esto es Waterlight. Waterlight es una innovación reconocida mundialmente que cambiará la vida de millones de personas sin acceso a electricidad, permitiéndoles crecer económica y socialmente mediante el uso de un recurso renovable como lo es el agua salada. So, it is a light that runs off of salt water. And I will let this guy give you the fucking lowdown. Is water light, a device that provides electrical power using only salt water. Together with Adina, a company that develops renewable energy products, we created this device that produces energy from ionization, a process where an electrolyte made up of salt water sparks a reaction. This transforms the magnesium on the inside into electrical energy. It's assembled with 100% recyclable and resistant materials and is capable of providing up to 45 days of electricity with just half a liter of seawater. The design of Waterlight is inspired by the Colombian Wayu community and their traditional art that represents the fauna, flora, and the sea. Ya con esas lámparas podemos hacer muchas cosas que en el día tal vez no te, no completamos. Pena que no fue una gari. Ega dime que tú es que cubrir. Tajabata, lo cubrir. Ega dime que tú llegas. Me ayudaría mucho en las tareas de mi niña. Entonces en la noche me pongo con ellas, la enseño y todo. Y pues nuestra vida ya cambió. Una empresa de energía renovable lanzó Waterlight, un dispositivo capaz de extraer energía. De... Una energía que le puede eh, durar a ellos por unos 45 días con su... This is not only for Colombian communities. Waterlight looks like a global solution that could help millions of... Waterlight can be purchased by governments, NGOs, and private organizations online and helps millions of people around the world with no access to energy but with the benefit of a coastline. Waterlight, the clean energy revolution, is here. So yeah, as we just heard, it's based out of Colombia, the company or the invention. And I'm sure there are places in Colombia that don't have electricity readily available. I saw in the comments someone was saying this would be amazing in Maui, which, you know, went through all those fires, electricity's out. Any place that has access to salt water, so most likely by the sea or brackish water. But, I mean, what did they say? One liter is 45 days of electricity? That's fucking insane. That would save so much time resources and money for these communities who don't 
You know, like how much money are they going to invest to run power lines down the main roads and then break off to these little towns, blah, 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 where it's like, nah, dude, we got this fucking portable, sustainable light. I'm going to walk fucking 50 feet down to the ocean, scoop up a little water, boom. I got light for 45 days. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I thought that was super dope, man. Shouts to Waterlight. Shouts to Edina. Fucking changing the world out here, B. I'm saying. And then I also saw, speaking of dope inventions that also just so happens to be involving water, shout out to Moses West. Says the Moses West Foundation is producing water out of the moisture in the air to save lives. And this is him talking about the invention. We're saying we are out of water. We are not out of water. It's right here. Moses West, a retired Army Ranger, is the man behind the atmospheric water generator. It takes moisture from the environment and turns it into clean drinking water. He's literally changing air into water and has changed the clean water game. When it comes to keeping us safe and feeling connected, the creative genius and passion of these inventors has made our lives better. And that has made them unforgettable. So yeah, I thought, um, I might have to find it. There was a video here where he kind of breaks down how it works. These are more so him just kind of explaining the machines, but it sounds like he's kind of in a loud warehouse, so you can't really... Let's see this one. I was thinking to myself, okay, this little machine can do this. If it can do it on this scale, it's just a, it's just a mathematical formulation to get it to do it on a larger scale. And so uh, it's, a, it's a way to... Um... Yeah, a lot of these... Um, I thought there was kind of an instructional video, but you can look it up yourself. It is the Moses West Foundation is the Instagram page, and the gentleman's name is Moses West, a nonprofit organization that deploys atmospheric water generators in response to any emergency situation where water is needed. And I mean, think about it, especially in places like here in Florida, there's so much humidity and moisture in the air. It kind of makes sense that they've invented a machine to extract said moisture and I don't know if they compress it down to, like, water molecules. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't fucking know, bro. I'm going to act like I know this shit. Either way, shouts to Moses, man. I say Moses part of the Red Sea. Right now he's fucking <laughs> creating the new sea, bruv. Out of the motherfucking atmosphere, man. Shouts to Moses West, man. So off we go to the bad, negative stuff. I saw a few weeks back which isn't surprising, sadly. Here in Orlando, nonetheless, there was a fucking neo-Nazi group. They had black flags with swastika symbols on them. They're all, like, decked out in red shirts with some sort of crazy symbols. And they're all wearing, like, ski masks. You know what I mean? There was one dude who wasn't wearing a ski mask who had his face all tatted up, looking like, you know, an inmate, skinhead, naturally. But... I guess they're known as the Blood Tribe and the Goyam Defense League marched through Cranes Roost Park in Altamont Springs, which is like literally right next to where I work. So be careful out there, man. I don't like it's just insane to me that shit like this still exists in 2023, almost 2024. 
just so much fucking hate. You know what I mean? It's insane. And then speaking of hate, I'm sure you guys have been seeing what's going on, what's still going on over in Israel and Palestine. So if you've been living under a rock, there's a Israel-Hamas war literally taking place right now. I mean, I just Googled it 43 minutes ago. It says, Israel-Gaza live updates. The U.S. officials say 100 to 300 killed in Gaza hospital explosion. So it's it's hit the fan, man. Out in the Middle East, if you weren't aware, it has officially hit the fan. I don't know. I'm not big into politics and following, you know, war policy and stuff like that. But I do believe the U.S. has been backing Israel for quite some time. So does this turn into a potential World War III? Like, who knows, man? I was talking to someone about that the other day, all this alien. And I literally just saw a Bigfoot confirmed shit on the news the other day. When you're seeing shit like that, it tells me they're trying to cover up something else, which would make sense. They don't want people freaking out about a potential World War III. But with all the craziness that's been going on, I mean, literally 100 to 300 people killed in a hospital explosion. That's like stuff you see in the movies, you know what I mean? When's the last time we've seen atrocities on this level there's plenty of murder all around the world including america but on a mass scale like that when does it become genocide i don't know i don't want to google genocide to be honest with you yeah i don't want that in my search history but this has been going on for like at least a week or a couple weeks i also saw rolling stone had posted about some music festival that was in israel um it wasn't, I don't think it was bombed, but it said an employee of the Israeli music festival where 260 people were killed tells Rolling Stone that Hamas militants descended on the festival in motorized paragliders. He, said, he or she says, I saw them landing and shooting at cars. They just wanted to kill innocent people. 260 people at a music festival Hundreds of people at a hospital. You know, like, again, this has been going on. Whenever you hear this, this has been going on for a, a week plus, two weeks. So, yeah, bro, like, we're living in a, in a crazy, dangerous time right now. Prayers to everyone out there, you know. Um, so this little blurb says an ongoing armed conflict between Palestinian militant groups led by Hamas and Israel began on October 7th of this year with a coordinated surprise offense on Israel. The attack began in the morning with a barrage of at least 3,000 rockets launched from the Hamas-controlled Gaza Strip against Israel. So, yeah, bro, this is fucking insane, man. I don't even know what else to say except, like, prayers to everybody. I mean, murder's murder. That's fucking insane, man. So we're not going to go with Goodwin today, um, but, you know, I'm going to play a, a 
positive song to try to lift your spirits. I hate to leave you guys so down, you know what I mean? But with all that being said, we're going to wrap up episode 93. That was all I had written down for this episode. So until next time, man, hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the socials at therealkpodcast. And you know the fucking vibes, man. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned, man. Until next time, much love, man. Take care of yourself out there. You know what I mean? We're gonna see ya. This is Toots and the Maytals with Pressure Drop.